Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. All right, good day, ladies and gents, and welcome to another episode of Rotafest Detail Memoirs, where every week we're bringing some amazing guests owner business owners vendor suppliers to help you grow your business my name's jody and i'm rod pusey uh please remember to go like and subscribe to this anytime you see it on youtube or facebook or any of the platforms that you do please help us out with that it helps us keep getting great guests like today's guests and moving forward so we are super excited our guest is uh mr keon moore he is the owner of Lavish Detailing and Coating. I love his logo. It's like, like you can just feel like you're going to fly and soar and get taken care of. So awesome. good afternoon. How are you today? Doing pretty good. Uh, great day. Uh, just finished up a couple jobs and enjoying the AC. It's around uh, 97 <laughs> degrees down here in Florida, so it is hot. So yeah. what part of Florida are you in? Uh, I'm in Central Florida. Um in between the villages and Orlando, Florida. Gotcha. gotcha. That, that's awesome. Yeah, Florida is one of my favorite places, but boy, this time of year, the humidity and the heat, uh, whoo, it gets you. Yeah. I'm on my it's second been, shower. Yeah, it's been really humid here in Idaho. We've had we've had tons of days above 100, but usually it's low humidity, and then it, all of a sudden it went, it dropped a few degrees, but it went up in humidity, and I would rather have the heat than yeah. the humidity any day. Hell called yeah. us last week and said they want their weather back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we live in it daily. <laughs> oh, man, that's yeah. fun. So so tell us, how did you get started in detailing? Uh, so uh, pretty much when I was a kid, I used to uh, clean my grandparents' cars for like 10, 20 bucks. And then um, I knew I liked it, but they was always like, go to school, go to school. So uh, I uh, went to school and got my degree and, um, uh, oh, wow, that's crazy. I got my degree in a medical lab technician. So um, oh, wow. I did that for a couple years and um, I actually moved up and, and it was a um, lab director at a nephrologist's office. So I was uh, in charge of running uh, the blood and the chemistry for kidney for kidney patients. So, um, and I would literally come in, I work four days a week, 10 hour days, we call them four tens. And yep. I was just like, yo, there has to be something else. I would come in when it's dark and leave when it's dark, seven mm -hmm. to seven. Yeah. And on the weekends, I would pretty much go travel. And a buddy of mine was just like, yo, I'm thinking about starting a detailing business. I was like, go for it, bro, go for it, go for it. And then he was just telling me about how awesome it was. And I was like, hmm. I love cars and I'm looking for something different. So um, he sent me a list of the products and I um, ordered them. It's crazy. Kind of like, I felt like my boss was kind of pushing me towards it. Cause with my job, we was actually getting late paychecks or whatever like that. So um, <clears throat> I got a late paycheck. It was like 600 bucks. So I took that $600 and, 
and just bought supplies. And I um, was like, you know, I'm going to go at this. I was detailing out of my wife's Hyundai Sonata at the time. <laughs> nice. And I, and I bet when you checked all those chemicals and all those products, none of them were blood. So <laughs> that, that's a big plus there. Right. Like, you know, there's a lot of dangerous chemicals, but none of them are blood. I just noticed yeah. that. So, oh, yeah. So um, I was like, you know, um, <clears throat> let me give it a try. And my first job, I remember my first job, I it was a I was at an apartment complex. So literally I ran a hundred foot cord from her apartment down to my vacuum cleaner and detailed two cars. And then I had to drive around to their, uh, what you call it, drive around to the spot where you would uh, wash the cars. And literally it took me eight hours to do that. And I got paid a hundred bucks and she bought me lunch and took that out of it. Oh geez. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, well, I can get some before and after pictures. So from there I started posting my before and after pictures and um, started working. And I was doing this while I was working four 10 hour days at the, uh, at the lab. And, yeah, and that uh, seems, that seems to be a real common thing is people start out, you know, kind of part-time, which is actually an advantage of the detailing industry is you don't, have to go into it a hundred percent. You know, there's right. a lot of people that do that, but so now how many years ago was that? That was five years ago. Wow. Well, yeah. I, I gotta know, I mean, because you hit on something really, you know, there that I think is really important. You're like, I only made a hundred bucks, eight hours, but I needed, I recognize that you needed to take the before and after photos. You know, you knew that you had to at least use it as an, a marketing opportunity to earn new business. So tell me, how did you, because I'm looking at your reviews, I'm looking at your website, and you have 100% five-star reviews. There's not one four, there's not one three, there's not one two, there are one nobody's even thinking about with you. How did you get five? I mean, everybody across the board. So I um, I tell everyone, this is how I feed my family. I put my wife through school and it's just like, this is a passion. So I tell, I, I pretty much let the clients know that um, I pour my heart into this and it's like, I don't want you to leave without feeling like you had a five-star service. So I tell everyone, this is how I feed my family. I pretty much put everything I have into this because if not, uh, my kids don't eat. It keeps the roof over their head. So every job, if it's not right, I, I ask them, Hey, if there's anything I need to do to make this right. Um, if it's, if you feel like giving me a four star review, what can I do to make it a five? Gotcha. Oh, I love nice. that. That's perfect. And, and I think that that's, that's important. And that's one of the things, one of the reasons we do this show is so people can understand what other people are doing that's successful and works for them. And I think a lot of times, uh, people work for that five-star review, but are they doing the right things to get there? Yeah. We ask a lot of questions. It's just like, and I set my expectations. I was just like, hey, what are you looking for? Or what are you expecting out of this detail or this ceramic coating? So then that way I can meet your expectations and then I can kill, I can overdo it. So that's a lot of them. A lot of them are just like blown away because I met them where they wanted to be at. And I was just like, well, you told me you wanted this and I gave you way more than what you asked for. Right. Within so I, money reach. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, that was going to be my next question. How are you offsetting, you know, the expectation and killing their, their expectation, the deliverable 
with balancing your time to still be profitable? So um, pretty much like I had one client, he came in. So a lot of my clients buy brand new vehicles. So I ask them, hey, what are you wanting to do or uh, what are you looking for? And they're just like, oh, I just want a full exterior. I'm just like, OK, awesome. I can definitely do that. Uh, oh, well, I uh, ceramic coated the inside barrels or well, since your car is new, um, I can pretty much ceramic coat the uh, the um, the seats in there, which only take me about 10, 15, 20 minutes or whatever like that, depending on what it is. But I look for any type of way that can overdo it that I can do in about 30 minutes or less or an hour or less. So I just like, OK, if I can give you an hour of my time because you've already invested so much with me, uh, why not? And every and then I let them know that, hey, this wasn't included with what I gave you. I just wanted to give you this just to thank you for doing business with me. Every client that I have, I, I, I personally thank them and tell them, hey, I appreciate you for doing business with me because I let everyone know this is how I put my wife through doctorate. I had two kids. I have a mortgage and all type of stuff like that. So I really let them know you're not just buying a detail or a ceramic coating. You're supporting me, my family, and things like that. And I yeah. try to do a little more. Okay. That's that's I awesome see. because I don't think people – I think a lot of times people don't communicate with the client at that level, right? I mean, right. We're, we're all small business owners in the sense that, you know, people don't – we don't go into somebody and explain like you're doing – that this is a small business. This isn't somebody right. that's – you know, running a mega operation. So that that's, you know, what's interesting about it is I I'm thinking about the customer experience, right? So mm -hmm. I come in, I bring my car to you, or you come to me, you give me a quote and you, and you say, look, man, I'm going to do this, this, and this for you. And then when I get back, you're, I'm walking around the car and I'm seeing this five-star job and you're right. going, and Oh, by the way, I also ceramic coated your seats as a thank you mm -hmm. for doing business with me, because the reason why I'm doing this is because I got two beautiful babies at home and a wife that I'm sending to school. And it, it creates a connection with you right. as a business owner, but more importantly, as a man and as a father. And I think every customer wants to feel like their family as well as their car is being taken care of. Exactly. And that's pretty much kind of what we do. And we even have our story of uh, me putting my wife through school, us traveling, things like that on our website. And we get so many customers just like, oh, wow, I looked at your website and see that, oh, you're a father, you're putting your wife through school. I even had some clients, uh, my wife graduated with her doctor. They want her book. Um, they want to talk to her and stuff like that. So they, they, we, we kind of, we let them in. And I've learned that most people like to buy from people that they know, like, and trust. And it's like, everyone is a parent or a father or something like that. So I try to build a relationship with every client that I have. Yeah. And I, that's, that's one thing that we are really relationship driven. You know, we, I, I think that's the only way to do it. Jody and I have, you know, for years have, have talked to people about it. And we're like, it's not just a transactional process, Much more. It's a relationship. You get to know the people, you get to understand what their needs are, their kids, their, um, you know, what their likes and their dislikes are. And, you know, and, you know, you ask them, Hey, what, you know, how was your last trip? I know you were going to go to, you know, this place or that place and things like that. Oh, and they love it. And I, what I do too is, um, 
I write down notes about um, each client. And then when we talk to them, a follow up, Hey, how's your son doing? Or I have a client that loves scalloping. Hey, um, how many, how was scalloping this month or whatever like that? So I try to try to create a bond with them. And they're always asking about my kids and wife and stuff like that. So it's definitely. So I may, I think I know the answer to this, but I want to ask it anyway. Are you, are you planning on bringing on people? And if you are, how would you manage having that same level? You know, I think that would be really tough having that same kind of connection that you currently have. Yeah. So I've, I've uh, mulled that over time and time again. It's just like, I kind of like how we have our life right now. Literally I can, like we just took a two week vacation and we still got deposits. Everything was still going. So I've actually thought about how can I still give this same experience to the client when I'm not there or if I hire people and it's kind of like, it is hard. I've been talking to a lot of guys, but I'm trying to kind of (laughs) do my research on other business owners that are getting that. But the thing that I've came up with is find someone that wanted as bad as you do. But um, I like to give homework. Like I have a couple guys yeah. that like to come that they, they say they want to detail and I'll put them out there kind of like what I had to do. It's like um, try to make a relationship with this client or try to like talk to them or how would you out role play? How would you talk to this customer? And I kind of tell them what I do. Do you feel comfortable with that? Is that something that you would like to do or whatever like that? But I haven't really found anyone that I could just be like, hey, um, that could fill my shoes. But I'm kind of happy with where I have it right now. That's a hard that's a hard decision to make. Years and years ago, um, you know, when Jody and I were just the only ones that would talk to clients and and, um, I had a friend that named Ben and he had the same philosophy and we would be at, you know, coffee or meetings or stuff we're both involved in the chamber of commerce and he worked for other organizations and and finally one day i came to jody and i was like i want you to meet this guy because i think he he has the same kind of philosophy and if we were going to bring another person on to to help us out this is the kind of person i want to bring on and and that that's what did it we weren't actually looking to bring somebody on i met somebody that had the same kind of goals and and philosophy and 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 that's what brought that about so it is interesting because there's a lot of people that do it both ways there's a lot of independent people that are mm-hmm. like yourself that they're like you know what i like where i'm at i'm just going to keep doing this there's other people that say you know i don't want to keep having my hands on it forever i want to bring somebody else in and i always wonder how they do that because um you know you want that same level of customer experience but you just want somebody else to do the 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 labor of that so that you can continue to to keep everybody fed right i mean yeah. you know and, and like you're saying we have the same philosophy though because we have we have right now we have um uh, 11 employees and three contracts oh, wow. and so I, I do the same thing i tell people i'm like look i, I don't just have to put the food on my table i i we we're we feeding feed 14. 14 people so we need to make sure that you know we're we're all in the same boat when you we tell our even our our the, the team members that work with us, they, we said, look, mm-hmm. when you're out in the community, you represent the whole company. You're the face of the company. Right. So, um, you know, you, you, you take care of your partner, your buddy, the guy next door, the everybody it's, it's a whole village, you know? And, and so we try to get that same, um, level of customer service, no matter who it is that we're dealing with. Right. I've, I've tried it out. I had two employees and it didn't work out. I did pray and it was like, Hey God, if it's meant for me to, 
bring on some people, uh, pretty much let them come in the shop. I had two guys come in the shop and I'm actually staying in contact with them. Uh, one guy, I have him come out every now and then to do some jobs just to kind of fill them out. Yeah. And, um, he has a great heart. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards it, but it's just like, I'm a type, I like to, with this, I like to measure two, three, four times before I cut. So it's just like, I'm making sure he's the right fit and just seeing what he wants, his goals. I like to, I like people that's goal oriented. I'll ask you, what are your goals two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So we, we actually have had that happen. We had a guy walk in our office, just walked in. He was all dressed up, handed us his resume um, we interviewed him on the spot and he's still with us today <laughs> after about 10 years. So nice. it's interesting though, because I, I, I watch your body language, you know, and just <laughs> thinking about and trusting. So it's like, I'm not sure if I want to do that. Right. And, and I think a lot of small business owners go through that, right. Because they've built their business in a way that has provided a lifestyle for them. It's created an, an an avenue for them to serve their customers in a way that they're proud of right and and entrusting somebody else to do that is a difficult thing you know yeah. to let the reins a little loose to go but i think it's okay mm-hmm. that if you're comfortable being where you are as a single man shop you like what you're doing you have the lifestyle that you want and you're finding success and joy in where you are there's nothing wrong with building around that philosophy right oh, yeah. and i think a lot of you know business owners really struggle with that dynamic i agree i definitely agree and that's something i had to kind of sit down with my wife and talk about Cause I see everybody around me, like uh, even the shop that I rent from, he has about two guys, but I see everybody around me growing, but I had to realize, is this what I want? Like we have a couple businesses that we're building now. And like, this is the main bread and butter. I was just like, okay, once uh, my businesses are getting to the point where they're making, they're kind of matching what I'm making with my business, with the detailing business. And then I can, kind of let loose and and um, kind of drop my shoulders and start looking into hiring more people. But it's just like right now, I, I've got a brother-in-law that's been, had a business for over 40 years and oh, wow. he's had massive crews um, all the way down to two or three people. And mm-hmm. his, the, the, the factor for him was the, at a point in time when he had, uh, he's an irrigation contractor, but mm-hmm. he had like four crews and he was making a, making a specific margin, you know, mm-hmm. so here's his revenue, here's his Sweet. margin. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so then what he had happened is he had a bunch of guys that left and he was making the same margin. And he realized mm-hmm. I, if I hire another crew, I'm not making mm-hmm. more money. I'm just, I'm making more revenue, but the margin isn't there. So he cut his business back to where he's got a minimal crew. He's a lot happier. Right. He doesn't have to jump from job to job. And and I think that's the difference there is like when you know you need somebody. So Jody mm-hmm. and I, we got to the point where we couldn't literally function. And then when we brought Ben, our guy, the guy Ben I was talking about, we brought him in. We could feel it. It was just like, ah, you know, now, now he <laughs> does all these other things and he loves it. And he actually keeps us on track. He'll come in and have a list 
you know, and we're, we're like, you know, typical business. So we're like, all right, Ben, what have you done for me today? And he'll be like, um, okay guys, here's everything I've done. And here's what you guys were going to do. And we're like, oh yeah. All right. Thank you. You know, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks nice. for reminding yeah. me. So that. that's a real help to us to have right. somebody there that has the same values and drive to get, to get the business going, you know, cause right. we actually tell people, we say, when we bring somebody and we say, we want you to act like an owner. Right. We want you. To I was just about to like, say that. Yeah. We, we want you to be like an owner. And I want you to run this like you would run your own business. Exactly. And exactly. care about it. And I was talking to a couple of my buddies that own big businesses. They was like, <clears throat> when something happens and the employee gets emotional, it's just like that's when you know that they really, really care a lot about the product mm-hmm. or the customer. Or it's just like, I just have to get this right when they show that they care and it and it. And it uh, kind of messes with their demeanor or it messes with their their feelings. It's just like, that's when you kind of know that you have something that this person really, really cares about what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So so looking back on the last five years of your business, what are some key things that you've taken away that you think are really critical for any business owner uh, to implement in their business? Um, I would say, uh, profit first, pay yourself first. Um, um, customer service is a big one. Um, and advertising, if they don't know you're there, if they don't know you exist, how can they spend money with you? Um, you need to have a system that, um, tracks your well you need to put together a system one that um tracks your money make sure you're getting paid know your numbers um and also create a system that keeps you in touch with your customers like uh crm email marketing text marketing things like that so you need to uh stay in contact because that's what i'm implementing in all of my businesses that i have now that i learned with this business and um It's okay to say no. It's okay to say no. Because when I first started, oh my goodness, I was working like seven days a week. And I was just like, you know what? Um, I, I, I'm doing, I did this. I started this business because um, I wanted to spend more time with family. But I was like, well, you're working 24-7. And it's just like you're spending less time with them when you had the job. So it's just like I had to say no and cut, cut, it, cut my time back. And not a bit, not, don't be afraid to say no and yeah. have boundaries. Because as business owners, we kind of don't turn off, but there's a time that you should be able to kind of turn off and relax and um, spend time with family. So I would say um, map out your map out your business how you want it to, because this is something I tell my friends. I'm like, so you leave the nine to five to start a business which runs 24 seven. And then after you then after you're in the business for a couple of years, you want to turn it back into a nine to five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, so I, I think that's all of those are really wise. I mean, there might be this program right here, like road FS that could handle a lot of those business things, nice. um, but just throwing that out there, just, uh-huh. you know, but, but nudge, uh, the, nudge, on the second nudge. side of that is how do you want it to look? And I think that's really important is mm-hmm. how do you want that business to look years and years ago, Jody and I were in that same boat. We were, we were running Saturdays, Sundays. I'd answer the phone if it rang. I didn't care what time it was. Oh yeah. And finally um, there was one evening where I was at home and my phone went off and it was like, I don't know, six o'clock. And I got up from the dinner table 
to go over and grab that phone. And my wife went, ah, <laughs> at five o'clock, you're mine. Yep. She said, it's over. You're turning that phone off when you come home. Mm-hmm. And I actually do that a lot. In fact, I was telling one of our, one of the guys that works here, he was, he was texting with another Two people were texting and they included me in the text message. He said, oh, didn't you see my text? And I said, no, no. I mute my conversations on my text after five o'clock. Nice. It's just, unless it's especially an absolute, between you two, especially between you, you two going. guys. <laughs> but but it's like, unless it's an absolute emergency. And, and Jody and I will talk sometimes occasionally, but mm-hmm. I, I won't. Um, I literally don't. We have that rule in our house is that, you know, when we're all sitting at the dinner table, the phones are not there. Nobody's Agreed. using the phones. And then I won't answer the phone if it's something that's a business related thing. In, if it's not an emergency, mm-hmm. I won't deal with it. I'll either forward it off to our support team or right. I will deal with it tomorrow. But I won't just answer, hey, you got a couple questions real quick. I'm like, nope, I had to say no to that. And I think that's important yeah. to set boundaries because if you don't set boundaries, then then you're going to end up being that guy or that gal that goes way over the top mm-hmm. and ends up doing, uh, um, you know, a three-stage correction and a ceramic coating when really all the customer wanted was a maintenance wash. Yeah, that's why I set those expectations. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. This is the difference yeah, exactly. between a maintenance wash and this. And I think that's another really important thing to tell business owners, um, especially if you're just starting out, is you've got to figure out what those expectations are. I see a lot of the people out on the forums that are talking about that. Well, how far do you go in the in your you know your lowest level or whatever? Set those expectations up front. For sure. Um, I can't make this brand new again. You know, there's there's some deep scratches in here right. that won't come out. It's going to look better, but it's going to look 80%. Um, take some cues from, uh, honestly, from the PDR world. In the PDR world, a lot of times they'll give them, uh, it's not a guarantee, but they say, I'm telling you that I can make your car look 80% of what it was originally or 90% of what it was originally. Mm-hmm. And they set that boundary, which... In, in the in reality, that's a gray area. What does eighty percent of what original <laughs> look like, right? right? But they've set that expectation at the very beginning. It's not right. going to be one hundred percent. So then, when you do it, and it literally looks one hundred percent, you're like, Dang, this blown away. Good. This is better than when I bought it brand new. Because sometimes when that's you buy it get brand new, it looks horrible. So I think that's that's really valuable. Is go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, in in our in the world we hear it's like under promise and over deliver, which right. is the same thing you're doing, and then and then set those expectations up front, and that's how you get repeat customers. Oh yeah, agree. I have this little uh, it's a picture I took when I was going hard in the business. <clears throat> so literally, I didn't cut my hair for like two months. My hair grew out, and I was just like, when you let the business run you, and then I got a haircut, and it's just like when you run your business. So <laughs> that's kind of a picture I look at every now and then, just be like, hey, keep it in check. <laughs> oh man, you gotta send me that. I, I want to post that. That's See, awesome. Okay. Obviously, I'm running the business. Le- lesson learned from See? PR. <laughs> I'm running the business. Hair going on up here. I look in the mirror. I'm like, who is that guy? It's just like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta yeah. bring it in. Get some self care going on, man. You can't be talking to the customers looking all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and a lot of times, like, um, there's some really valuable lessons I've heard in the same sense. You know, we do a lot of stuff with, uh, we'll volunteer and we do some stuff on Air Force One. We were there mm-hmm. last week, um, and nice. when when we're there, we're shout talking about them. shout out to all those guys. That, that's they they kill themselves for an entire week. But the, the deal there is preservation and not perfection. That's what they preach all the time. Preservation, not perfection. Oh, yeah. Because I think a lot of people in the detail. We're obviously preserving you. It's, this is all about preservation, <laughs> baby. 
you gotta preserve. There's this. no perfection hey, there. We're no preserving that, baby. <laughs> Definitely. So that because a lot of times I think that detailers want to go too far. It's like, well, I can get that out. I mean, if I just if I just spend five or ten more minutes, I can get that out. And it's like, hold on a minute. This person came in for a basic wash mm -hmm. and an interior clean, and you're out doing paint correction, right? Yeah. And, and we love that part. That's an art, man. When mm -hmm. you can take scratches, you know, and you Oh yeah, I can get that out. <laughs> Next thing you know, you got some stuff, man, and you're ah, here it comes. Mm -hmm. You can do that if you want to show them. Here's a test spot. I can make right. the car look like that. But if you spend six hours, eight hours, and you're doing a paint correction, you're not making money. Hmm. Unless you're charging by the hour. <laughs> and, and, and I tell clients when they come in, I'm like, hey, uh, pretty much we're dealing with clear coat. So if you think about it, you have uh, only this much. So each time I do a correction, anytime I do a polish or anything like that, I'm taking off. So um, I kind of like, hey, you're dealing with a finite resource. So pretty much after we're done, after if I cut it too many times, uh, you're going to get down to clear coat failure, oxidation. We live in Florida. So it's like I want to preserve as much as possible. <clears throat> OK, it may not look perfect, but. What would you rather have? A perfect looking car that's probably gonna uh, fade in a couple years, or would yeah. you rather have something that looks great, is protected, and maybe in a couple of years we can do a little bit more? So after I tell them yeah. that, or hey, that scratch is too deep. I mean, if I go get that scratch, it'll probably be like I pull the paint down here just to get that one scratch out, and it's like it's not worth it, especially yeah, if it's a yeah. daily driver. So just kind of let them know, just kind of relate to them. Related to them in a way that they understand. It's like I'm the expert. I'm gonna tell you what you need, and if you want to tell me, I'm just like, you're not my customer. <laughs> yeah. You can that's have that. Good. You can have that person that's just like, no, no, no. I need you to do paint correction. We actually got to do some work um, here locally with a gal at uh, Sydney at Eyewash Detailing, mm -hmm. and she had a gentleman in there that brought this car in, and he was really proud of the car, and it looked beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, and it had been done by someone else. And he said they had put a ceramic coating on it. And, and there were about four of us. We were doing some product testing. Mm -hmm. And as we started walking around, the amount of failures that we found where they had burned through. And, and we're like, they've, there's been too much polishing on this car. Mm -hmm. They're everywhere. Every, almost every panel had a burn mark in it. But I could tell when this guy came in that that's what he wanted, man. He wanted polish, 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 and put a. He didn't care, and it 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 showed. I mean, it was it it was a mess to put it mildly. It was. A I bet mess. it looked perfect in his eyes. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but again, that's expectations, and I just right. at some point you got to tell the client, man, this is there's no more polishing going to happen on this car. Mm -hmm. You need you need. Me some clear coat. Yeah, I need some clear coat, man. <laughs> Right. So, so, uh, so where do people find you? We really appreciate you taking the time. We know, you know, pre-show you had a little baby bouncing on your arm. Oh yeah. And I'm sure she's waiting for daddy to get off this show. So how do uh, people find you? Um, uh, social media or like my customers. Everything. Oh, <laughs> um, so you can find me at, uh, on Instagram, lavish detailing and coding. Um, Facebook, same lavish detailing, um, lavish detailing and coding. Um, Facebook is uh, Keon Moore. Um, I think that's about it. We got a YouTube channel, but no, I, I love that. And, and and one more thing, because 
I love social media. I spend a lot of time on there. So does Rod. So, you know, going through your, you, not only are you a great business owner, but you also try to be very inspirational. Mm -hmm. And today you posted, what is the one thing you're going to learn today or try today that you haven't mm -hmm. done yet? So I'm asking you, what is the answer to that question? Hmm. Well, as the couple things i just do one um so i'm actually uh i don't garden so uh my daughter she's in school and i'm actually clearing out the front um little uh, so we can pavers so i'm clearing it out <clears throat> um grading it and we're gonna uh actually plant we're gonna plant some plants today so i asked her this morning i was like hey uh what do you want to grow today so she haven't told me yet but uh we're gonna we're gonna do some gardening today that's awesome, awesome. that's awesome. super cool well, well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you. Yep. Guys, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. subscribe. And uh, we will check you guys same time, same bat channel just uh, next, next week. week. Awesome. Later. Thanks for having me. See you later. Thank you, Absolutely. man. It was great yes, discussion. Yep. Talk to you later. See ya. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.